Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 35th episode of VisionCon Live, your go-to nerdy talk show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, but you didn't come here to see me today. You can't. You see the man of the hour. He's Mr. Two Bond Clay from One Piece, William T. Spears from Black Butler, Yoki from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, just to name a few. He's the legendary actor who brings his charismatic charm to everything he does. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the one, the only, Barry Yandel. Barry, how you doing today? I am fantastic. I'm so excited about this. Let me tell you, I was happy to, you know, help out and stuff, but I did my research. You've had some big names on this show. I, I, I feel like, really kind of, I don't know, kind of Walmart compared to. Oh, I'll have none of that, Barry. Barry, I was honest to God, super stoked when you said yes, that you'd be on the show. And yes, I've been super fortunate. You know, all of us, uh, I didn't really think that we were going to get past episode 10, and now we're on episode 30, what is it, 35? Crazy. Like, I'm very blessed, lucky, you know, whatever adjective, verb you want to use. But, Barry, I did want to start us out. Uh, obviously, you are a hollowed name, household name, what have you. But I want to know where it all began. Was being a performer and an actor always the case, always the idea? Or did something happen later in life that kind of got you here? Yes, and I've I watched some of the other interviews, and it's so great when they're like, no, this wasn't the plan. I didn't plan on being an actor. Well, I did. <laughs> from the time, I was always a little childhood performer, singer, but, but from the time I started high school, I just fell into theater. And I've got a great story to tell you that involves one of your past guests, Lucy Christian. Oh, my so, God, please. Let me do this. So, um, like, years ago, and, and I, I want to, disclaimer, Sure. I love the fans. I love that y'all love anime. I appreciate it. I think it's a beautiful art form. And I'm so thankful that I get to do this. I just think I'm too ADHD. to. Get, I've tried to watch my shows. I just, my mind starts wandering. So people say, what's your favorite episode of Black Butler? But I'm like, yeah, I've never seen it. Actually, I have seen like four or five episodes. I've never seen <laughs> One Piece or Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I've started watching a new show of mine called Decadence. Pretty cool. Yeah. And one that really holds my attention is called SSSS Gridman. It's really cool. Um, so real quick, um, about probably like 20-something years ago, I was at a theater convention. I'll make it short. I got on this bus for these theater teachers that were being driven to St. Edwards University, and they were going to watch some show. And I sat next to this lady named Barbara Christian. And we became fast friends um, after that. And she turns and she goes, now, are you an actor or a teacher? I said, both. She's so sweet and simple and country. She goes, my daughter is an actor and she just played Peter Pan in Houston. And she's been getting work doing this thing called anime. <laughs> do, do you know what that is? And I said, no. I <laughs> said, yeah, she's doing voices for these characters. Anyway, so then years later, I'm at the old Funimation and I'm in a booth and I hear they say something about Lucy. I go, Lucy? And we'd never met. She goes, Barry? I said, I feel like I know you. I love your mother. Anyway, okay, so there's that. <laughs> now, to the, the real meaty story, and I tell this often and I ramble, so I'm going to make the Reader's Digest version. I had always, uh, I went to, um, uh, got my undergrad in theater at Texas Wesleyan University, 
became a teacher, taught for a while, while I broke into voice acting, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Then went to grad school at University of Houston. Never totally finished because I had a mental breakdown, but that's a whole other story. And if you come to Anime Dallas, I'm doing a whole um, panel on battling and surviving mental, mental illness and how anime helped bring me back to the real world. Juicy, huh? Okay, so about 20 something years ago, I was on the road and my phone rang and it was this girlfriend of mine from college and she was in a panic and she said, my agent got me an audition at this place called Funimation and I, I can't find it and I knew you grew up in the area, can you help me? said, where are you? Meet me in the parking lot of Kentucky Fried Chicken. She did. No time for a snack. We were in the parking lot of Funimation. She couldn't get anybody to answer the door. I mean, answer the uh, phone. And she was like, I'm late. My agent's going to kill me. Finally got someone on the phone. She looked at her car window and said, they said they've had a cancellation, so they'll be able to see me. I went, oh, honey, that's great. Hey, what about me? <laughs> well, I had been on stage. I had recorded in the studio singing. And I had done a voice act. I was the voice of a roller coaster at Six Flags Over Texas forever. But I really hadn't done that much. And she goes, oh, my friend is an actor. And he was wondering, oh, okay. They said no. Well, I went anyway. And very professional. You don't want to be obnoxious. And I went to the guy at the front desk with my card. And I said, my name is, if you get a cancellation, I'll be in the parking lot. He said, I wouldn't be able to help you. You'd have to talk to so-and-so. And I was like, and where is she? Okay, you know how they talk about your big break? Yeah. This was my big break. My Lana Turner moment at the soda fountain. Boy saying, acting angel sang. Said, and where is she? He goes, as a matter of fact, she's walking through those glass doors now. Oh and God. this lady walked in. And I was a little scared, but I was like, yeah. hi, my name is Barry Endell. Here's my card. If you And she cut me off. And she said, I know you. And I said, oh. Well, I had just finished doing a show that ran for three years in downtown Fort Worth. I did it for the last eight months called Forever Plaid. Fans, if you are in the musical theater, it is the most beautiful show. And I did it for eight months until I got my equity card. And I figured she knew me from that. And I said, oh, from Plaid? She goes, no, we used to compete against each other in college. I said, really? We didn't go to the same school. It was some college fest shows competing. And... I said, really? And I don't know. I got comfortable all of a sudden. And I said, really, did you win or did I? She goes, <laughs> probably you because you were so good. And I said, well, thanks for the compliment. If you really believe that, if you get a cancellation, I really want to audition. And my mother, she goes, oh, please. I know what you can do. Follow me. Oh. So she took me back and my friend lit up and kind of like, how did you get back in here? They said, no. I don't remember what happened that night. But for the next three to five months, patients um, want to be <laughs> future voice actors. They called me back in. It was convenient. It was close to my house at the time. And I laid down my voice and whatever. Well, then I went back and they called me in for a show, which I have not seen this series, but I've heard it's really bad. But I love it because it got me my break called Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> and I play a character named Daltaki, and I turn people into dolls. And at the end of the audition, this guy who I love, he's in LA now, but Christopher Bevins, he goes, dude, that was real good. I was like, thank you. He goes, you'll be hearing from us. And I went, oh, thank you. Well, I'd been hearing from them, come back and lay down your voice for nothing. 
And so I thought nothing of it. He go, he goes, now this isn't our top show. So, you know, um, it may not be real soon. And I was kind of, I don't think I was a jerk, but I was dismissive. I was like, listen, I've been coming in for the past three to five months. I ain't holding my breath. He goes, no, you really are going to hear from us. I just, I said, okay, thanks. What's for dinner? And I left. <laughs> and then they called me. And of course this was before really social media and the fans went well. And so I got that role and then I kept getting called in. And now I am so beyond blessed. I do not take this lightly. Um, for my roles at Funimation, I don't audition anymore. They just cast me. And I'm so, ugh, it's not easy to, to get to that point. But a lot of wonderful people have made that happen. I will say this, um, people say, what's the difference in theater and voice acting? There are wonderful people in the theater, beautiful people. But there are some evil people. And I have yet to meet anybody that is not the most amazing in the world of voice acting. They don't seem competitive. They're supportive. Every time I leave a session at Funimation, I feel like I've been to therapy. Even the people that do, you know, cocky characters, and I play a lot of villains, and that's why at Comic-Cons people are kind of scared to meet me sometimes. But <laughs> I can honestly say the voice acting world, the people that you're fans of, are just really great people. I'm fans of them too, <laughs> as human beings. So anyway, enough rambling, but isn't that an interesting story that it was kind of handed to me? Well, like just, the, it was a mixture of being in the right place in the right time, oh, knowing yeah. the right people, and just <laughs> the fact that you guys used to compete with each other, and that ended up getting you like started, and then obviously it snowballed into what you are today. Mm -hmm. And on that note, I did want to talk about a few characters, a lot of that the fans know you from. The first, and before we do that, however, guys, if you're watching this live here on Facebook, make sure to, uh, plenty of you have already messaged VisionCon directly, your comments and questions for later, but you can also do that in the live chat as well if you're watching this live. But with that said, the first character I wanted to kind of get, get to know more about is one of them that's very near and dear to my heart personally, and I know a lot of other people, that of course is Bon Clay from One Piece. Now, as you <laughs> expressed, uh, which I got a kick when you told me that, you know, while you've voiced all these characters, you haven't watched actually a lot of the animes attached to them. But uh, about Bon Clay, is there anything, anything about Bon Clay that really has stuck with you and kind of, what was the inspiration of Bon Clay's voice? That's great. Um, sometimes I channel voices, but Bon Clay and most of my character voices, I'm kind of scared to admit, I wish I could tell you there's some magical formula on my education. It's kind of like, how do I say this? a belch, whatever comes out. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, the directors used to go, yeah, I love it. Now, every once in a while, they might be like, hey, let's go a little gutter, let's go a little lower, let's, you know, they'll guide me, and I'm open to it. But as far as Bon Clay, another interesting story, I'll be brief, that role was gifted to me as well. Um, a fantastic director, actor named Mike McFarland, y'all know him, you've met him at cons, he's brilliant. He was the original Bon Clay. And he did the first couple episodes, and maybe a video game or something. I'm not, uh, we talk about it on one of those actor commentary things that y'all see. Um, by the way, people think those are scripted. They are not. They sit us <laughs> in a chair with headphones. They start the video, and we just talk. My first one, I was so nervous. I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? 
Mike McFarland was in the booth one day and he goes, guys, I am so miscast as this character. Y'all should totally call Barry and So they called me and I took over the role and then he became um, Buggy the Clown. And then he still directs or whatever. Now I hear they're working on some new one piece and I'm mad that I'm not on, but hopefully my character comes back. While I have not watched the 1,500,000 episodes that is quite an investment in time i did get to know him and his arc and i say as far as an arc that's one of my favorite characters because he starts off as friend goes to foe comes back you feel sorry for him you know and anybody that fights using ballet and his eyelashes as a weapon how can you not love but um he was just real foppish and um you know could I bother you for a cup of warm soup, chicken noodle? I, it's just, I hate to say it, but it just kind of came naturally to me. <laughs> so, but I love that character and I will forever be grateful. And I've worked with Mike on a number of shows uh, since one that I haven't watched, but I'm going to, cause it looks cool. It's called Double Decker. It's a cop show. And he's just, he can get something out of him. So can a lot of, wonderful directors. I mean, I'm, I don't mean to blow sunshine, but sure. the people at Funimation and Okertron, which is, um, Okertron 5000 is owned by Christopher Sada, you know, All Might, Vegeta, whatever. Um, they're just so great. And I love them so much and I owe them the world. So yeah, that's Bon Clay. What, what other character? Well, real quick, you know, before right, we move on. I just want to say, Bon Clay, yeah, he's very dynamic. You know, the fact that he does ballet for his fighting, I mean, it makes sense with ballet being so dexterous and, uh, you know, hard on the body unless, you know, you train properly. But I did want to ask, how how many people, you know, when you go to these conventions, obviously before all this, you know, COVID stuff happened, uh, know you as Bon Clay? Do you know what? It's weird. Um, One of the fans or, or one of the states that was the, biggest Bon Clay fan and surrounding areas. I was in West Virginia and I love that I'm a voice actor. I don't talk about it a lot, except when I'm being gotcha. interviewed on shows. <laughs> and like one time I was at, at a Chili's on my birthday and the, the bartender was like, you have a confession to make. Are you a voice actor? How come you've never tell me? I'm like, well, I normally don't order a drink and say, by the way, but anyway, <laughs> um, um, West Virginia and like Ohio. I have this guy. Hey, if you're watching Ryan Obenauer, I love you. Um, you're such a fan and so nice. Um, he's a big Bon Clay fan. And I love being able to do this because it doesn't cost me anything and it makes people's lives. I think it's silly, but I walk around the, I'm not one of those voice actors that like, I probably should be, maybe it'd make me more special, but I don't like disappear in my hotel room. I like walk around and meet people and hear their stories. And I love it. I'm so interested in people around the world, but I was going through the vendors and this guy was going up just begging, do you have any Bon Clay figurines? Please say you do. And I walked behind and I overheard him and I said, Hey, have you ever met the actor who voices Bon Clay? He goes, no, I would love to. I said, nice to meet you. And he flipped out and we took pictures and stuff. And I know that's cheesy, but it just little things like that. I think a lot of times people, now I don't know about other voice actors, but a lot of people think that we're like, our time can't be with. It makes my day when someone is such a fan and I can just be like, Hey, 
let me give you a free little button of him since you're such a fan. It's, it's really special. So I don't take it lightly. And I think most of the voice actors that I know um, really appreciate, you know, the interest in the fandom. So you guys are definitely a unique breed. And on a personal note, you know, granted, I've interviewed, you know, celebrities all throughout the spectrum, but I will always admit between us girls, uh, yeah. there's always been, you know, just a very you know, special place in my heart for voice actors. Like you guys are just so genuine. So just like really wanting to interact with your audience that, you know, it's something untouched by other mediums, but. <laughs> and I think it comes from our passion about it. And if anybody is, I've, I've seen one voice actor who doesn't do much of anything. And I think that's why he acts like a diva. I'm like, dude, you're a voice actor. You are not Keanu Reeves voice actor you get to make fun voice or whatever but you're not recognizable on the street which by the way is such a positive <laughs> not being recognized <laughs> because i used to think that i would want to be recognized and i experienced that with forever plaid it made me very uncomfortable i thought people were laughing at me and making fun and i was about to go tell them off and they came up and handed me a rose and said i made their first date so special with my performance on <laughs> anyway um yeah voice actors are a special breed and um I'm glad that you've gotten to know even the big names. They're just approachable and kind, at least in my experience, there may be some fans like, yeah, everybody, but, but <laughs> sorry. I try to be nice. Well, you also catch people, you know, on off days and everything. But off you know, days. They're hungry. Got a headache. It happens. We're human. Sentimentality aside, the next character I wanted to dissect is Probably the polar opposite of Bond Clay. That, of course, is William T. Spears from Black Butler. So, where, voicing William, was it kind of hard to uh, do such a, just a, so much like on the opposite end of the spectrum as like, you know, Bond Clay or Yoki? Good actors, good voice actors have range. Sure. I am kind of, and I'm not complaining, <laughs> I'm kind of pigeonholed into the villain, the quirky, the um over the top um flamboyant characters i have no problems with that in fact no offense to any other voice actors when i saw some of what i'm like why was i not cast as girl Sutcliffe? <laughs> that's so much more my wheelhouse so you're open the door Ian sinclair many of you know him as a great voice actor i know him as a brilliant director and a the nicest person in the world. I love him and I owe him a lot because he called me and we had never met. Everybody thinks that voice actors like sit in the booth and work together. Half of us, I've, I've never met a lot of them. Um, I love them but, and we're on the same shows, but we don't record together. Anyway, so I get called in for an audition for this show. I don't even know what the name of it is. And they're kind of, I think they kind of kept it secret. Like, by the way, when I worked on a show called, uh, a video game called Borderlands, um, they had, a, they have code names and I don't play video games. So very much, I mean, I did as a kid, Pac-Man, but it, the, the code name for it was Willow. I was like, is this a game about a tree or <laughs> there was a show in the eighties about a little person named Willow. But anyway, he called me and he goes, Barry, Ian Sinclair, big fan, never met you, blah, blah. And I felt instantly at home. And he said, okay, so here's the deal. By the way, you never get paid to audition. But this was rare. He goes, we have a really hot show coming up. It's called Black Butler. And I was questioning the title. Like, 
awkward. <laughs> no, it just sounded like it might be a little off in, in a political. So anyway, I was like, okay. And he said, there's this character named William T. Spears, blah, 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 blah. And he told me a lot about him. <coughs> he goes, we're actually paying you to audition. So wow. step in the booth. We're giving you a couple lines. I just want to let you know, please, it has to be perfect. So we're considering a few guys. If we don't go with you, please don't take it personally. And I'm like, I don't care. I mean, I guess if I had studied up for the manga and I was such a fan, I would, I, but I didn't even know what it was about. And so he goes, just go in and give us a couple of lines. And so I said like two lines. He goes, uh, yeah, you're William. Okay, thanks. Let's go on. Oh so I was like, oh, cool. Thank you. So um, I'm grateful to him. Um, Bevins kind of gave me my start. Mike McFarland gifting me Bon Clay. Um, and I will say this, not to toot my own horn. <laughs> I think I am talented as an actor. I would agree. But more than being talented as an actor, it is a very small world. This goes with film, stage, anything. Um, I've gone through my days in the past, and some people are probably watching this. Oh, yeah, I remember. Many, many moons ago, where was a little bit of a diva and difficult to work with, and I decided I did not like that side of me. I think that I get work um, because I'm easy to work with. I'm professional. I try to be very punctual. I'm easily directable. And I'm kind of funny in the booth. I mean, we cut up and whatever. But I don't, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, my great talent. (laughs) (laughs) All these shows. I really owe a lot to those fantastic Funimation people. And and kind of, and I say Okatron because Christopher Sabat and uh, Raleigh Pickens, just people that I've worked with that are just, they've kind of gifted me. This world. I worked hard as an actor, but I think honestly, I've kind of been gifted this life as a thing. And I've just recently broken into cons and loved it. And then the pandemic hit. So <laughs> bad know. timing. I am appearing at Anime Dallas, um, November, uh, December 4th or 6th. Come see me. Yeah. Go ahead. So that's William. And it isn't that difficult to play someone different. But, but I, I do know that <laughs> when young fans that are in love with him, look, I have a face for radio. Think about it. And I know when young teenage girls and up to young 30-somethings, they come to meet William T. Spears, I can tell they're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I had in mind. Well, like, growing up, I definitely kind of wrote off Black Butler as, you know, the anime that I only pretended to like because, you know, the girl I was into at the time was into it. But way later, I want to say, like, within the last two years, I actually gave it a shot. And oh, my God, is it good like way better than I ever, ever thought possible. The episodes I've seen are really good. And I love, which I do about a lot of the anime, of course, the artwork, uh, the music. Yeah. It's just really, I don't know, it pulls me in. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't need to tell all you guys watching to go watch Black Butler because over a third of you probably already have. But if you haven't, go watch it. But I want to move on to the last character I wanted to deep dissect. And that, of course, is a lovable goofball. Doesn't get enough credit in the show. I want to, or as far as the story is concerned, I want to talk about Yoki from Full Metal Alchemist. I love him so much. You know, I know he's kind of the butt of a lot of the jokes in the show. But I wanted to ask... What's the inspiration behind Yoki? Any fond memories about voicing Yoki? And, you know, anything else under the sun about Yoki? The fond memory of voicing Yoki, again, I had no clue what was going on. It was another belt. 
he does. I mean, if people want to be really critical, he's got a little Bon Clay twist to him. You know, <laughs> I'm one person. Sure. It's funny. Some people say, the happy birthday to the man of a thousand voices. I don't really have a thousand voices. <laughs> I have like nine that I tweak and, tw- you know, depending on the sure. scenes. Um, but my best memory of Yoki is I did Full Metal Alchemist, never watched it. And then like two or three years later, Funimation calls me in. They say, we're going to work on FM. Sometimes, by the way, when they call me in, I don't even know what the show is. Sometimes they'll tell me who my director's going to be. Are you available to work with Jeremy? And then sometimes they'll say the show, and I'll be like, oh, what's that? Um, a lot of fans still think that we get the scripts ahead of time and we study them. Or whatever. Now, acting on stage, oh, I live it. I analyze it. It's very academic. I live it. But... Voice acting, it's not really acting. It's very good cold reading. I do not see the script until I'm about, they'll put it up, they'll play it in Japanese, not because they want me to ever sound like the Japanese actor. No offense, it's just, there's different, um, what they require. But they, um, they'll show me for like pace and volume and tempo and I'll watch and I'll try to make it fit in the time. But, um, we never get the script ahead of time, ever. That's why. And they'll tell us the basis of what the show that's going on, but I have no idea. And then I'll, I'll like five lines later, I'll be like, oh, so that's why I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then people picture like old time radio that we're all with the headsets talking to each other. I am playing to people that have already recorded or silence. And then I, I speak to silence. And that is a little challenging. Because sure. I'm a big listening actor and I try to deliver my li- all of my lines as a reaction to what is being said to me rather than it's my turn to speak. So when it's silence, it's, it's kind of challenging. But real funny, Yoki, um, I go back in like three years later, we're going to work on a little FMA. I'm like, oh, cool. Who am I playing? And <laughs> show his picture, I went, Okay, you know I don't watch, but um, didn't I die? And they go, "Oh yeah, this is Brotherhood. It's anime. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're born again." So I was like, "Well, hallelujah, let's do it." So that's my main memory of him. And and similar arc um, in Bunk Clay. You know, you love to hate him, and then you love him, and he does some decent stuff, as I remember. But yeah. Yeah, they, they really do turn it around. You know, before we go on to our next segment, I did want to touch on one thing you kind of mentioned, and that's when you're doing voice acting, especially for dubbing anime, oftentimes when you're alone in that booth. So how do you, uh, somebody who has much experience uh, in the arts, how do you kind of, when you have to be the guinea pig, the first person in that booth and just talking to silence, what do you do to still deliver such a compelling uh, performance? Thank you for asking me. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, I coach privately, but I have a waiting list now. If any of you are interested, and we'll give you contact information later, like Instagram and stuff. But um, a f- a two or three years ago, I've directed, I've taught theater, but people that were, you know, really hungry, want future voice actors, how do you teach me? How do you come to the voice? How do you do this? How do you do this? 
I was like, I don't know, I'll just do it. You know, like, we want to study with you. Well, nobody wants to pay me money for me to say, I don't know, just do it. So I went out to my pond and I sat and fed the fish with notes and, and video. And it's like, I reflected, I was like, what is it that I do? I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I just do it. And I came up with a seven step um, process with some other stuff thrown in, some little juicy secret weapons thrown in, um, called the Actors Launch. And real quick, so step one is look at the picture. Step two is read the character description. I use step one and two to come up with the voice. And step three is if you don't know any words, look them up or ask someone. Step four is pointing. Like, what words do I really want to stress that I feel are most important? And sometimes I get that from the character description. Step five is based on um, the Bible of acting, which translates to voice acting to audition by Michael Shirtland. Mm -hmm. Step five is a clear other. Step six is a moment before. And step seven is um, kryptonite, weakness, um, vulnerability. So I said that so fast so that if you really want to know, <laughs> get on my waiting list and pay me tons of money. I'm also way more reasonable. Like I said, I'm the, I'm the Walmart of, of voice at cons. I don't want to make other voice actors mad, but some of my merchandise is a little less and stuff. And <laughs> Competitive price. Of it. So yeah, um, it, 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 it is much more Zach than, people realize. So when I study, when I, people study with me, they're like, God, I never realized y'all did all this at once. I said, well, then if it was so easy, everybody would be a voice actor. Listen, if you can do impersonation and make funny voices, that's great. That means you have a voice. That's not even the first step in good voice acting. And I will tell you, most directors, including another goddess, Caitlin Glass, y'all know her, you love her. Um, she's direct to be in a number of things. She is one that says, and I believe it too, that theater actors make the best voice actors because they have great instincts. And I go a step further with people I study with, people that are great in theater, but also have experience with musical theater. They just seem to understand how to manipulate the physiology, their, their instrument better. So um, big fan of Caitlin Glass, and I agree with her that, um, you know, um, and then, and directors say, I interviewed them and I said, what's the most important advice you could give a voice actor? And they said, um, being directable, being directable. Nothing drives them more crazy than hearing a read and being like, okay, that was great, but now can you do this? And they get the exact same read. So if you want to be a voice actor, be directable. Well, and like a quick aside, I was with a group of friends. I want to say, oh, this was probably, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And there were other people I wasn't really uh, familiar with. And there was one guy in particular that after this, I was definitely not going to be familiar with, where we got on the topic of, you know, anime and, you know, voice actors. And then this dude was like all high and mighty, like, you know, listen, I, I got a great voice. I can be a voice actor. And like, the, here's me, you know, having a whole show interviewed, now 35 voice actors, knowing full well all the trials and tribulations you guys go through and all like, you know, how impressive performances that you guys give, but you know, all the God that you go through. And I was just like, all right, we're about to throw hands like <laughs> for you to undermine that. But I did. So the last segment I did want to talk about before we go to the plug zone is a lot of people who watch the show, Barry, uh, are obviously here to see the great guests that we have, you know, you like including you. However, 
a lot of other people watch it because they're either wanting to get in the entertainment industry or already are, but just want to know what to do next to kind of, you know, increase, you know, their level of, uh, you know, recognizable, you know, if you will. So the next two questions, keep that in mind. The first one is, how do you, Barry Yandel, deal with rejection? Now, as we all know, rejection is, you know, a commonplace in all of our lives. However, if there was ever an industry that I would argue probably has the most rejection, it would definitely be your industry, which is, of course, the entertainment industry. So what advice would you give the folks watching at home to deal with rejection? Does it get any easier? Or if it doesn't, what do you do to kind of, you know, make it not so bad? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And it's so true. Um, if you're thick-skinned and you can't take criticism, whatever, you know, paint. Or, well, you'll get criticism there, too. I don't know. Um, don't go into entertainment because it is more no. Now, in the world of stage, you know, like Broadway and whatever, although Broadway people are nice to me, too. I haven't made my debut yet. I will. I may be townsperson number three, but I will soon. Sure. But it's all about being rejected. And if you can look at... And it sounds cheesy and like, oh, yeah, yeah. Each rejection is an opportunity for growth. Your time is not right. Great book, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Changed my life. Um, you are the designer of your own destiny. If you don't like the way things are going, change it. Um, lots of rejection. Now, in voice acting, I've been so spoiled because, like I said, I don't audition anymore. Now, I still audition for video games. I have been auditioning for Paladins and Smite for like three or four years. And I have never gotten even a callback or whatever. But it doesn't matter. It's great um, exercise for me to call in the auditions when I do. Sometimes I get busy. I just call them in over the phone. But yeah, I've never gotten And I've heard of some other real big name voice actors where they're like, yeah, they've been auditioning for seven years. They've never gotten cast. Um, it is not, if you can get to the idea, it's not personal. <laughs> it's not like someone is making a personal judgment that you are bad or whatever. There's just always someone better. With that being said, I've, I've worked with this, a couple of students. Here's where I sound like old Ben, get off my lawn. I've been an actor for like 35 years, and I've been a voice actor for Funimation for like 22, something like that. These people that study with me, they're like, oh. I'm like, what's wrong? I really hope to be working at Funimation within my first year. It looks like that's not gonna happen. I'm like, okay, do you know how insulting that is to me? I have dressed up as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at rich country clubs where kids kicked me and pulled my tail for $10. You gotta pay your dues. Yeah. I mean, like I said, my voice actor was kind of handed to me, but it wasn't just given. Sure. I didn't just walk in one day and said, hey, do you want to be a voice actor? You? But by the way, for those of you listening, people say, do you not watch your shows because you don't like to hear your voice? I love to hear my character voice. I'm a good actor. My normal voice, as you can tell, is like fingernails down a chalkboard. And one time, um, for those of you that know the girl that plays CL, I love her too, Brina Palencia, she admitted to me in a function that, she had never really worked with me and someone recommended so highly. And she said, when I met you and I heard your natural voice, and I was like, 
food. And then he got in the booth. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, Christopher Sabat, he didn't know I was standing behind him at Ocotron. And he turned to the engineer and he goes, I just love Barry Endell because in real life, because Christopher Sabat, by the way, his all my voice, that's his normal speaking voice. Like his wife's name is Tabitha. I can totally hear him in the grocery store. Tabitha, how are we doing on paper towels? Lasur peas for the new recipe you were thinking of trying. Not all of us are gifted with, you know, velvet voices. And he was there and he turned to the intern and goes, I just love working with Barry Endell because on the street, his voice, it's like, hi, my name's Barry Endell. I'm just so excited about voice acts. And then he gets in the booth. He's like, I will kill you. And he goes, oh, I went, oh, that's funny. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I said, don't be sorry. I take that as a compliment. That means I'm a good actor. It, we're not all blessed with a Christopher Sabat voice. Oh, I wish I was, but oh anyway. Yeah. So that's that. Um, it is, it is difficult sometimes, but you, you get used to playing the silence and that's where the relationship between great directors and I have no complaints about any of my directors. There's, there's a couple that I just like, we read each other's mind that I prefer it's easier to work with, but any director I've ever worked with, I love. So, but yeah, it's a trick playing the silence, but you get a good director. They're important. By the way, just a commercial. I get most of the credit as an actor. The director gets some credit. The people that get the least amount of credit are the engineers, uh, fans. They're the real brilliant geniuses in the room. They just sit in, we're cutting up. They usually sit in silence, just tap away. They are doing magic. And all fans that love anime, you should find out who the engineer is on that show and write them a letter say, thank you for doing what you do. They make my life so much easier. And some of you that maybe you're interested in voice acting, you might think about going in that route too. Um, a lot of the people at Funimation, I've done my research to tell my students, they went to Full Sail University in Florida, and it's in Orlando, or you can do an online program. And apparently they know what they're doing, because half the people that are engineers, and I love them, at Funimation went to Full Sail. Go ahead. Of course. Well, I actually just had one more segment, but before we get to that segment, if you're guys watching this, I want to see it trending on social media. Hashtag Barry Yandel for Smite and Paladins. <laughs> and also, hey, listen. Um, sure. It's a guest that you had before. Um, a few years ago, the sweet fans were wishing me a happy birthday. Happy birthday, little demon Barry Endell. And somebody said, I love the little demon voice. It, I, who's with me? If Mark Hamill ever starts playing the Joker, Barry Endell for the Joker. I'm like, I'm game. Hell yeah. Doesn't Richard Epcar play the Joker now? He does, yes. And he was your guest. And we're friends on Facebook. I've never met him, but I love him. I love oh, his, and his wife. Yeah. is just gorgeous and lovely and fabulous. But okay, so he's the new Joker. But yeah, give me on that. And then some fan at a Comic Con, they go, Would you ever consider doing Disney? I'm like, uh, No, no way. Hey, by the way, if you want to check out my um, demo, which is not a good example of a demo, I didn't have a demo reel until I was on 50 shows, but a producer needed me to market me in LA. Um, YouTube, just my name. And it has Little Demon, Wounty Spears, Yoki, Bon Clay. And it has me singing a song that was written for me. Um, and it was workshopped by Stephen Schwartz, who wrote Wicked and Godspell. Um, and it never went anywhere. But um, I usually play devils and demons and monsters and gods. 
So um, check that out. Please like it. And yeah, there you go. But yeah, thank you for that. But I wish I could have played the Joker, <laughs> but I'm sure Richard Epcar's brilliant. So <laughs> one day, one day. Or hashtag put Barry in a Disney movie, please. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All the hashtags. Well, guys, now is your last opportunity. Plenty of you have already messaged VisionCon directly, your comments and questions, or put it in the live chat. You've got one last chance to do so if you haven't already, however, because, ladies and gentlemen, we're in the plug zone. Barry Yandel, now is your chance to promote, plug, advertise, whatever verb you want to use, anything you want. The floor is yours, sir. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I am working on my online store but it's taking a long time. So I don't know the best way, you know, we're still not back in the con world and I miss meeting you, but I also miss having you help me pay my bills by buying <laughs> my autograph on stuff. Um, I am going to, I think Zach is putting my Venmo. I could do Venmo, PayPal, blah, blah, blah. I'm just doing Venmo. Um, if you want merchandise or whatever, you can follow me on Instagram. I try to not do political. Well, there's really no need anymore. Is not there? anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm happy. Um, um, it's it's it's. I'm proud to be an American again. Um, but if you want merchandise, like for example, we were talking about here are just a few samples. Oh, and I'm getting some great prints uh, done soon. So at the next con, I'll have great ones, especially good ones of Little Demon. Hello, my favorite. Hello, Bunker. Yeah. So if you want to contact me, um, my things are between 10 and 20 autographed. Um, hello. This. Yeah. Or this. But if you really want to get a bunch of characters, you know, that's got a, a whole bunch of them. This has a whole bunch of them with my silly mug. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> And look, we didn't even mention him. Oh, how could I forget? I'm very tell, yeah, leader of the Pegasus group, who I just was reminded I channeled my high school algebra teacher. Really? Who was a greasy, large lady with herpes simplex who hated anybody that wasn't good in math, and I wasn't. I'm not sure what she's doing now. Well, Hello. now who had the last laugh? Hello. No, I'll definitely grab, uh, once that starts, I'm definitely grabbing that Bon Clay one. Yeah. But uh, where can they find you if they just want their daily dose of berry? feel like I could um, I am trying to be better about posting more. I'm not the best at social media. But Instagram, Barry Yandel. My Twitter was hacked, and I don't care. Because <laughs> when I think of Twitter, yeah, someone else comes to mind. So I'm just like, I don't care. I'm not doing Twitter. Um, but Instagram, just Barry Yandel. I post about theater, acting, sushi. And occasionally I spoil myself to a pedicure. It's nothing controversial. Um, I try to post daily, but it usually is more like weekly. But when I get opportunities like this, I did post about the show. I was so excited yeah. to be on it. So hopefully some people saw me. I did have some people, <clears throat> I'm sorry I don't remember your handle, your name, your whatever, but someone said, what time is it Eastern? I'm tuning in and so is all the members of the fan club. We're watching. So hopefully you're here and thank you for your support. Keep following my Instagram. I'm not one that cares so many about the, uh, the number of followers, but it's sad. Love the con people. 
a lot of times people don't follow your career. They just want to know how many followers you have. And I'm not like Tatum. I love you, Tatum. But he has like 70,000 followers. I think I just recently broke 880. So <laughs> I just, ha- I've, I've just kind of started. So I haven't really been pushing it that much. But I would love for everybody watching this to ask 72, at least 72 of your best and closest friends to shock me by following me on Instagram. And I'll try to post more. If I get more followers, it's going to motivate me mm-hmm. to post more. Yeah. Well, and guys, if you're watching this live, I put all of those links that we talked about in the live chat. Or if you're watching this later on YouTube, all the links are going to be down in the description box below. And with that, we're out of the plug zone and going right into viewers, comments, and questions. So I'm going right. to do this how I usually do, guys. Going to try to balance it out 50-50 with the messenger and the live chat. So go ahead and let's get started. A lot of people are saying, hi, Barry. Hi, hi. Okay. All right. So Chris tuned in and wanted to know, hey, Barry, what was it like voicing, and I'm going to butcher this, uh, Kumagaro in Sands of Destruction? Here's where you get me. (laughs) I have no memory whatsoever of that show or that character. So... Two answers. One, you know, I really channeled someone that was so interested in it. Two, honestly, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I love you for watching. Just like I know people, a guy met me the other day and he was, he was like stumbling over us. And I'm like, I'm such a dork. There's no need. He goes, you're on my favorite movie of all time. Oh, Summer Wars. Did you love doing that? I said, I think I was some dirty old man at the table or something. I don't, I've never seen it. So I, I, I kind of apologize. I do not mean to make light of something you really enjoyed. Thank you for enjoying it. I just don't remember. Somebody the other day was like, hey, my God, you were on Tokyo Ghoul. I'm like, According oh, really? to Google, Kumagaro is this little guy right here. Oh, I do remember him. I do remember it wasn't a typical voice. I mean, it wasn't what you would normally expect him to be. Thank you for your help. I thought keep I lost watching. you. Anyway, keep watching. Thank you. I watched <laughs> some of my new stuff. Try out Gridband. Um, I voiced the character that Tim Curry did in the live um, Prayers for Tim. He's not doing real well physically right now, but it was such an honor to voice a character that he voiced live. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Cordelia tuned in and said, hey, Barry, I have a few friends who wanted to attend this live, though could not. Don't worry. It's going to be, it's recorded. and going to be on YouTube the following Friday. Um, could you say something in Will's voice for them as their request? LOL. Love your work. Thank you. I would be happy to. Uh, pretty soon I'll be on Cameo once they finally get back in touch with me and I can wish you happy birthday and all that sort of stuff with Williams voice. I would be honored. I would suggest you don't look at the face when I say it. <laughs> My name is William T. Spears. I'm your instructor. Here to mold you and guide you. Should you have any questions, feel free to ask. Oh, honestly. Looks like overtime again. Really? Yeah, really? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I need my horn room glasses. <laughs> All right, and then okay, all right. a lot of people are saying 
Hi, 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 Barry. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> All right, tuning in to uh, The Messenger. Okay, so Courtney tuned in and wanted to know that aside from voice acting, what are some favorite hobbies? That's a great question. And I'm going to address something. A lot of people think <laughs> that voice actors are just sitting back raking in the dew. <laughs> and most voice actors I know, unless they work as directors or whatever, uh, we have other jobs. Um, I own two Airbnbs, and um, I never thought I would love being in the service industry. I love staging them and welcoming guests from all around the world, and with aromatherapy and a welcome bottle of wine. And um, so, two Airbnbs. I loved going to the theater when it happened, especially Broadway. I love to travel, but haven't done that in a while. I am going to go to New York, even though Broadway shut down over Thanksgiving. And go to Salem and Boston, and then Christmas I'll be in Puerto Rico. Uh, so I love to travel. Um, I love to cook, and I'm pretty good at it. It's just I don't cook. I don't have a lot of people to cook for, and because of social distancing and stuff like that, um, I actually kind of like doing a little bit of like landscaping and gardening. Love pets. Used to have four, but it's not feasible with my properties, my Airbnbs. But good question. Thank you. For that, and all these people saying hi, um, I think I can speak for voice actors again. I'm going to mention it, I kind of touched on it before that y'all think we're so ugh, whatever. Thank you, I'm glad you enjoyed We are so thankful for you, we appreciate you, fans. I love saying hi to you. I would love to meet you and hear your story. I don't care if you work fast food, I don't care if you dig ditches. I'm interested in you and why you're an anime fan. It, it helps educate me. And a way that that can happen, another commercial, I am being smart with COVID. I'm not doing huggy, huggy pictures. We're staying our distance. I have my mask, which is probably a blessing for you because I'm a face for radio. But please, a lot of you are saying, I really want to meet you. I the way you do that is you request me at your local con. And it can't just be you. It needs to be you and as many friends as you can gather. Um, if you're a student in high school, ask your theater teacher or whatever to have every class take five minutes to request you. I mean, I hate to self-promote, but a lot of this business is. And um, I've just broke into the con world and then, hello, pandemic. But anyway. We, we so love and appreciate you. Please continue being fans. We love you. We love you. Hi. Well, we've actually uncovered some of those people that we mentioned on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, well, first, uh, May Rand wanted to say, can you please tell Barry that uh, May says hi, or May Rand says hi. So I, I recognize that name from <laughs> Facebook. She I mean, from um, social media, I think yeah, Instagram sure. and, and maybe Facebook. But yes, hi, May. Well, I would love to meet you someday. And, and uh, I appreciate your responses. The person asking about the Eastern Standard Time that we talked about, that yes. was Cordelia. Cordelia, okay. Yeah. And then Jessica was the fan club. Thank you. All right, we have time for about one more question and I'm gonna go to my boy David, who wanted to know, does your voice ever hurt after a session? Only one character I can think that it hurt. Well, actually, no, my voice didn't hurt because I'm, I'm pretty, I used to do shows at Six Flags over Texas and Georgia, and I did like six to eight shows a day. So I can't believe I didn't get nodes and total vocal damage. And any vocal damage that I did 
has only helped my character. <laughs> but um, sometimes I get a headache. There is a show, some of you might know it, it's about badminton, it's called Hanibato. And I was a, a, a badminton coach. He yelled nonstop, yelled, yelled, yelled. And the director was like, do we need to take a break to give your voice a rest? I said, my voice is fine, but I've got a splitting headache. So yeah, if I could use a break. Um, by the way, those of you interested in becoming voice actors, it's great if you can make a really cool voice, but you need to ask yourself, can you sustain that for a four hour session? You know, I mean, you can't do that forever. But, um, and then the other day, I worked with Jerry Jewell, great director, on a sh new show I'm on called Warlords. I didn't know how to pronounce it. It's like Nordic or something. Warlords of Sigurdva. And I played this guy in an airport hangar, and he yells a lot. But no, I think as I support from the diaphragm, I never really experience. Um, but I've heard, but I've heard of some actors who do. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Sure. All right, guys. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 35 of VisionCon Live. Now, before we wrap things up, Barry Andel, any final thoughts to leave us on? No, just thank you for having me. It's an honor and um, so pleasant to see your face rather than just your name in print. Um, fans out there, thank you for tuning in, all three of you. <laughs> no, I'm Way more than that. <laughs> okay. Especially because, you know, I, I know that I don't play tons of lead roles. And, but some of those supporting characters I love so much. So um, please request me. Please reach out to me. Um, if you want to get on a waiting list to study with me, you can. Um, follow me on Instagram. Get your friends too. And uh, just keep watching. And um, it's a rough time in the arts. Funimation has done amazing. I don't know if you know, a lot of us are recording out of our closets at home mm -hmm. and it's amazing what they've made happen to save this industry and to keep the fandom going. So your world just doesn't stop. So be grateful to that. Um, write me fan um, letters to Funimation. All my friends get fan mail and I never do. So I'll try to write you back. We're not up at the studio a lot during the pandemic, rarely. Um, I just finished a movie, for those of you that follow my show, Goblin Slayer. Um, there's a new movie of Goblin Slayer that's streaming now. Um, I recently returned to Black Clover for a couple of episodes. I did subdue characters, minor characters on Fire Force, and I'm currently working on Decadence, and it's, I, th I think it's really exciting. I play a lead villain called Hugan. And um, Warlords of Sigurdiva. So uh, reach out any way you can. I really will try to respond at the very least with a little emoji to show you that I did see your post and I'm grateful. And let's say a little prayer that, well, one of our prayers was answered, at least most of us, <laughs> that cons just start being able to safely thrive again. Not foolishly, but safely because that's the only way that I'm going to get to meet you and see your part of the world and hear your story. But thank you so much, Zach. Thank you, fans. Keep watching. Please, please, please. I appreciate you all. And like I said, if you're watching this later on YouTube, all those links will be down in the description box below. But until next time, guys, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 35 of VisionCon Live. 
Thank you guys so much for watching. Of course, my name is Zach Wilson, but much more importantly, this has been my special guest, Barry Yandel. If you're watching this live, make sure to tune in in just 45 minutes for episode 36 of VisionCon Live with, of course, celebrity guest Steve Staley. But until next time, guys, always remember, hashtag Barry Yandel for Smite and Paladins. And always remember that life's better when you have friends to share it with.